Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, this is Henderson, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. Anderson, glad to finally have you on the podcast. How's life treating you? Well, life's good. Just staying busy, working on music. I want to start the conversation by asking you, you grew up in Massachusetts, correct? Yes. Uh, where to in Massachusetts? I grew up uh, in western Massachusetts, uh, near Springfield. Small town, Buckland, Mass, and another small town, Coleraine, Massachusetts. Okay, and uh, what was life growing up in those small towns like? Small town living, not much to do. I was big into sports, so I focused uh, on basketball a lot, but just normal, growing up, did stuff. Where did you get your interest in music, and especially the type of music that you perform? I've always been into hip-hop. I had an older brother. He's six years older than me, so he always had, like, every new CD, every kind. Like, he had Will Smith to Wu-Tang Clan. So it was a big range, and I would always listen to his new CDs. But I didn't really start getting into music until I was 19. And I kind of, I went to college, played basketball, and then I didn't want to play basketball anymore. And I actually got kicked out of college, and I needed something to do. So I just started working on music. And if you don't mind me asking, why did you get kicked out of college? Uh, Just grades. I wasn't focusing at all and didn't want to go to class and yeah <laughs> what were you known for when you were playing were you more of a were you a dunker a three-point shooter a, uh, a rebound guy uh everything <laughs> not threes but i'm i'm six feet tall but i can jump really high so i would grab rebounds and i could dunk when i was in eighth grade so i was just a high flyer was there one um artist in particular that you kind of when you got older that you really drew to or really got influenced by uh, of course, like Jay-Z, I mean, he's a legend, but Fabulous, Lloyd Banks, those two were big just because they had punchlines and metaphors and similes, and I just always found it so captivating. It would be so excited to hear a new verse from both of them, and I do that a lot in my music, so oh. those two, definitely. Okay. What is your, I guess, all-time favorite song or, uh, or favorite artist slash favorite song that uh, you always kind of go back to? Oh, wow, that's, uh, that's a big question. <laughs> a lot of music. Yeah, I think I'd say Fabulous. I don't really have one song from him, oh. but definitely his older stuff. If I can't think of any lyrics or I have writer's block, I'll go back to any Fabulous album. Okay, okay. Yeah, see, that's that's the interesting thing, because, you know, some people will say, like, you know, Eminem, Jay-Z, that's kind of what my generation would pick from. But, yeah, Fabulous, I remember some of Fabulous' songs as well, so uh, that's a, a name from the past for me as well. Now, of course, you have a few songs and remixes of other songs, such as an S Club 7 remake, a Goo Goo Dolls remake. Take me through that process. Do you find a song you like and remix it, or do you just kind of like the beat or the message and then decide, hey, I can do my own spin on this? 
Uh, well, I started sampling heavy probably two years after I started really doing music. I think I said like 2009. I didn't start really sampling until 2011. And honestly, at the time, it was just because I didn't know how to play an instrument. <laughs> so I thought I would just flip a song. And it just kind of turned into my style and what I'm known for. But as far as message, I just like how it sounds. And then I'll choose what part I'm going to use for the hook. And then I will write a verse for whatever the hook the subject is. Was it just that you were hesitant towards it or you just didn't know much about it? Or why the delay? What, for sampling? Yeah. When I first started recording and messing around creating music, I used to use a website called SoundClick. And it's where a bunch of producers can upload beats and you can lease them or you can use them for free. So I, was, I wasn't even focused on making my own beats. <laughs> I just wanted to record and try to write verses. And then my sister said, it'd be so cool if you could make your own beats like Kanye West or something. So I just focused and two years later I just started trying to make my own beats and that's where the sampling came in. You wanted to just prove it to her, saying, like, you know what, if you believe in me that I'm going to do it, then I can do it for you. Yeah, I was up for the challenge. I definitely wanted to do it. I'm happy I did, because I think my beat fit my flow perfectly. Yeah, I mean, so, like, here's here's my story a little bit about how I got introduced to you, and again... Hopefully you don't take offense to it, but um, on YouTube, you know, sometimes you get, you don't want to listen to all the mainstream stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but sometimes YouTube recommends songs for you. And there was, I was going through a point of time that I was at my last year at Carlton in Ottawa and they recommended Wit Laurie. And I was like, okay, this guy's pretty cool. And then the next song came up, it was a Henderson. And I was like, oh wow and like it started off with the S Club beat and I was like this is S Club what's this guy doing this is S Club 7 the next minute it was like oh wow it's like this is this is better this is better than what the S Club 7 song sounds like and then then the Goo Goo Dolls came and I was like oh this is good I started seeing some of the other ones you had like All I Got Catch Me If You Can I was thinking like oh this guy's really good and then my uh, I told my roommate and he was like yeah, I already know about him. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks for the heads up. Like, thanks for, like, telling me this. That's kind of how I got exposed to you. So do you get those kind of yeah. stories? Yeah, all the time. With, I know, well, I mean, we've spoken before. We haven't met yet, but we go back and we kind of, there's like a, just a circle of rappers, a group of rappers, and we're kind of bundled together, I guess. We're related artists on, like, Spotify. We're on Swaggy Tracks, which is a huge music uh, channel on YouTube. And so a lot of people will be like, yeah, I like Wit. I like Henderson. Uh, another artist is Abstract. You know, we kind of go together, so. Yeah. It's funny because it's like, you know, when you're watching, like, other artists, sometimes you get confused in, in the bands. Like, I've heard people get confused in, like, TLC and Destiny's Child or, like, someone saying Eminem to Wit Laurie. And I'm like, those are pretty cool comparisons. And, like... I'm actually surprised, just looks-wise, not like kind of music-wise, that I don't get confused when you and Jonas, because both of you have a similar similar style, you know, both bald guys, both with beards, and both making good music. You know, speaking of these guys, of course, you teamed up with Wiz Khalifa as well. Can you tell us how that was? Well, I just opened for Wiz. Okay. So early in my career, uh, locally, there's a venue, it's called Pearl Street, and then there's another venue called Ironheart, and they have the same owners. 
So when I first started and I didn't have any fans really, I was just trying to get my name out. So my manager started a relationship with the owner of those two venues. And the owner heard my music and was like, he has potential, like, we'll give him spots. So basically, any show, anyone that came to those venues, if I wanted to open for them, I could. Okay. So Wiz Khalifa was one of them. Okay. So did you ever get to chat with Wiz? I mean, it was kind of before he was huge. I mean, the venue was packed. Okay. But it was early on in his career. And I actually walked into the green room to go get my coat. And I don't know if he thought that I was going to be like, oh, Wiz, like, yo, check my music out, which is not really my style. Yeah. I, I, just, I just said, what's up? And then, like, I went to go grab my coat, and I turned around, and him and his, like, boy just went into a whole nother uh, green room. I don't, he didn't want to be bothered, which I understand completely. But. Yeah, no, I mean, some, sometimes you just want to get in your zone, or sometimes you're just thinking, like, hey, I just want to kind of focus on me right now. And, like, you know, he did, he did do yeah. well for himself. A lot of people like what you're doing as well, so, I mean, that has to give you some praise. It's amazing with the internet. Um, I just posted a video today on YouTube that kind of addressed this because someone was wanting to know about my fan base. And basically, through all my platforms, it's like 130,000 fans. And I do about 2 million streams monthly. Oh, and I wow. monetize a million of those. And just to say that is crazy. Like, if <laughs> six years ago you had said I could say that now, I, I would say you're, you're bugging some sites that I looked at call you a rapper and you said that you like being called a hip-hop artist. So what do you prefer or do you think there's a difference? I mean, I'll take both because my songs incorporate me rapping. I think rapper, though, is just more in a box and I feel like because I produce and I, I'm not not to say someone's a rapper but I feel like I'm sort of more than just like one one lane. That's, That's what I would say. Wow. That's fair. Now a lot of rappers are going to come after you on Twitter and tell you like, I know. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. So you know, we mentioned about Wiz Khalifa, Jonas, and these guys. But who are some of the people that you would dream or hope to team up with to collaborate with someday? I would want to work with Childish Gambino, Chance the Rapper, Jay Z, Kanye West, even Eminem. But mostly because I would want to see how they work in the studio. I want to know their perspective and how they go about creating a song. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's all about learning the process and just, you know, gaining as much information you can. I thought you'd toss out uh, Will Smith. I mean, you and Will Smith, come on, put out the <laughs> Parents Don't Understand Part 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't in this career, what else would you be doing? Oh, that's hard. I honestly don't know. I would probably be doing something like a community outreach program. I've done like camp counseling and after school programs for uh, teenagers and things like that. Probably something along those lines, but I honestly don't know because my whole adult life I've been doing music, so. And lastly, I, I want to ask you this, and hopefully it's not getting a, a little bit too personal or too con too conflicting here, but like, of course, the events that are in the States right now of, uh, with the police shooting of uh, Philando Castile, what are your thoughts on just the relationship between like the black community and police? Do you think something needs to be done? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a very complex question. That's a good question. I think something needs to be done. I think people need to come together and talk. Cops need to be trained better. Yeah, it's just such a 
explosive issue on both sides, and I'm not saying it's any one side's fault. So just giving a like, yeah, I think something needs done. Answer is not even close to doing it justice. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't think now we can just let things go on as they've been going, and hopefully, with everything that's been happening. We can really make progress and open up the lines of communication. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like I totally agree with you. The reason I ask that, of course, is like you know I'm a I'm a white male, so my opinion on it would be com- I, I would be a little bit I I don't know the relationship because again I'm in I'm in Canada. Our officers yeah. are very friendly. A given story in Canada would be like man gets pulled over for for uh, not paying a Timmy's or not paying a Tim Hortons, and you're thinking like. Our police are a joke, but when you look down the states and you're seeing, you know, innocent black lives being taken just because of bad cops, like you said, not all cops are bad. But we saw the video released earlier today of the four-year-old and the mom in the car, and the four-year-old had the mentality of someone that was like 30 or 35 trying to protect their mom, and she was only four. And I was thinking that's yeah. heartbreaking to watch because, like, she should be worried about monsters under her bed, not a monster mm-hmm. in disguise of a cop. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Something has to happen. On, um, and you were saying about your perspective. And my my perspective, because, I, like I said, I came from a small town and not many black people at all. So I've dealt with racism um, and prejudice all my life. From my point of view, if someone had a problem with me, for the most part, if they respected me at least, because I've had people that have said the N-word, that have just judged me, that have stereotyped me, that have followed me around stores. Um, but I think as long as you show the person respect and you guys are open to communicate, progress can be made. And that's kind of how I've moved through, the, through my life. You mentioned about being called like the N-word. And of course, LeBron James just had that kind of spray painted on his uh house i think it was in la when when rappers use that in their songs or hip-hop artists how do you feel about do you think it's just them expressing a culture or do you think that they should kind of tone it down i personally i have used it uh i don't use it really that much anymore as i've gotten older i just think it's expression and i can see because like i said i've used it it kind of feels like I get to say it. This is something that I can do that maybe someone else can't do. So you try, you take pride in it. I know every time I've said it, I never meant anything by it. And I haven't really thought about the effect that it may have. So for other rappers, I mean, if you're going to use it, you, you can, but just know and try to reevaluate the, the weight of that word. I feel like that's a, that's a good response. I mean, like if you're a part of that culture or if you grew up around it, or like if you identify with it in some way and, and you know, have a good open mind towards it or have a good defense I guess in this world or the world we live in of why you used it then you know good for you like it's going to be different Jay-Z using the word than Eminem using the word uh, the same yeah. the same can be said of when Bill Maher used the word and he got backlash for it so um, yeah. it, it just comes with I guess the perspective and the background uh, thank you so much for coming on Henderson I really appreciate it thank you Brian appreciate it that's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Henderson for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. 
For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob Sane. Thanks for listening, and good night. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.